Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. And let's go to 2020. I'm going to take you back to take you forward, and then we're going to connect the dots because connecting the dots for me is a really big thing. In 2020, Pastor told us that the that the theme for 2020, the Word of God that we got, watch our service, service 219, 2019, we're coming into 2020. We were hearing about some things, but we didn't know about COVID at that time because it didn't really hit us until March of that year. We got the word that it was grace upon grace. And we did not know how much grace we needed. It wasn't until we found ourselves in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of an epidemic, in the middle of go home, virtual, stay in your house, put a mask on, don't put the mask on, don't touch anything, wipe down, clean your house. We were cleaner than we've ever been. We were sanitizing. We didn't want to touch anybody. We, anybody that looked like they wanted to cough, we were acting up because we didn't know what we were dealing with. We didn't know. Stores were closed and products were on the shelves and things were, we just didn't know what to do. We went to online shopping and DoorDash, we dashing like never before and Grubhub. We got hungry. We started piling up our pantries. We just absolutely didn't know what to do. But we had the word of God from our prophet because God speaks to the prophet. And he said that this would be a year of grace upon grace. Did we not experience grace upon grace? Come on, Harvest Church. Welcome, E-Church. Did we not witness grace upon grace? I tell you what, if you didn't know you were experiencing grace upon grace, the fact that you're here today, it was grace upon grace. It was grace when we didn't know. It was grace when we were ignorant. It was grace when we were disobedient. It was grace when we were foolish. It was grace when we didn't want to wear the mask. It was grace when we were arguing. It was grace when we were... It was, it was still grace. Some was listening, and then we got the vaccination. We didn't get the vaccination. The still grace. And so we got a powerful word then. And then in 2021, let's go forward. We, 2020 went out, 2019. We were so glad 2019 was out. We came to watch our service. It was virtual. Pastor was at home. We were still at home. And he gave us a word. Oh, this is the year of recovery and stability. And we heard all about David and go forth, pursue, overtake, and uh, obtain and subdue all. And we started to go forth, pursue, overtake. And we're still in recovery and we're getting now somewhat stable. And we're still in that season of stability, recovery. Yes. And then 2022 went out. To 2021 went out. Happy New Year. What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? And the word was, now you need confidence. You need confidence to do, to, to do all the things that you think. But this was a very special year because I've never seen pastor in all of my 29 years here at Harvest Church. I've never seen him so deliberate in every message, and he's been deliberate, he's prepared each and every word for us, but every word this year aligned itself and prepared you for a year of confidence. And every assignment, every word left with an assignment, every word left with you something to do, but I don't know if you had ears to hear. 
So those of you who are following us on social media, those of you who are following Pastor Help, I suggest you go all the way back to the Grace Upon Grace and periodically listen to it. That's all I've been listening to is words that he's taught. I've gone over my notes. I've listened to it over and over and over because this confidence just doesn't come automatically. And it doesn't come because you say you have confidence. It comes through a strategic plan, and he has taught that. Let's just kind of review some of the things that he's taught in this year of confidence, he started with cultivating confidence. And he gave us words like saturation and demonstration. It came out of Psalms 1, 1 through 3. One of, my, one of my son's favorite scriptures, Psalms 1 through 3. I've asked all my kids, what's your favorite scripture? He said, that's my favorite scripture. Okay, well, in that favorite scripture are six principles, saturation, demonstration. That's all in that scripture. That alone, we could just stay in Psalms 1 through 3. Pastor came in, he gave them to us, and left us, told us, go and study them. The question is, class, thank you. Did you study them? Did you find out what, what, how to cultivate confidence? Did you go home and do your homework? You just saw the boy said he, he's going to go to eighth grade. Did you go home and do your homework? And so we got that. Then he went on to more and more about cultivating confidence. I came and taught a lesson on be strong and courageous. I came out of Joshua's 1 through 8, talked about Joshua. I'm still telling you, we're still on this year of confidence. Joshua had five M's. Do you know the five M's? And then we went into meditation for 90 days. Those of you who join us in meditation, we said read Pastor's book on meditation for 90 days. We have 15 more days left of the challenge. Did you take the challenge? Because our destination is what? What's our destination? Confidence. Somebody way in the back got it. I like when students in the back get it. People up front didn't get it this time. Usually people up front usually get it. But our destination is what? Walking in confidence. And so as our prophet said, this is the year of confidence, and we know that it's not going to come automatically. There's a part I play. There's a part that pastor plays. And there's a part that God plays. Well, I know two, two entities that are doing their part. I'll say it again. This is a year of confidence. I'll say it a little slower. There's a part that God plays. God spoke to the man of God and said, this is a year of confidence. Last year was stability and recovery. The year before that was grace upon grace. This is a year of confidence. Here, teach your people confidence. Go back and teach them how to get, have confidence. They, they how to be confident. I'm with them no matter what. I'm with them. How do they do it? Cultivate confidence. Be strong and courageous. Teach them about Joshua. Teach them about David. To overcome, to do. Give them homework. That's, that's the pastor's part. The pastor, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist. All packaged in one package for you. Any one of the gifts. Well, where's the prophet? Dr. Steve Help. Where's the pastor? Dr. Steve Help. Where's the prophet? Dr. Steve Help. Where's the teacher? Today's a teacher. So he gave us... The path, and he's still giving us the path to what? What's our destination? Absolutely. I know you don't even need to think about 2023. We're still in 2022 working something out, right? So, so here we are. So we heard about David, and we heard about the three M's, and we about the challenge, and we're 15 days outside of the challenge. Then we went through um, stages of cultivation in 1 Samuel. We went back to David. David was, Joshua was in 1-8. Now David is in 1 Samuel. And then we talked about how David encouraged himself. The seven stages of cultivation. And that simply said, if you just find that you're not there in confidence, you haven't arrived there, it's probably because you have skipped some of the stages or you just quit. 
That's you're going to have to go to YouTube. We cannot go back to all of those. You've got to take some classes over. Have you ever heard of remediation? Some of you are going to have to be in some remedial classes so you can catch up. Yes, you're going to have to take it again because somewhere you dropped out of the class. Like you did in college, you took a class and you know, I don't I don't take this class. I'm just going to drop out. You got to go back and take that class to graduate. Yeah, that's that's well, it's, it's okay. You got time. It's, it's just May. And then we went on to the, after we left cultivation, we went on to the power of meditation. Pastor taught a whole series on meditation. The book goes along with meditation. So we went from cultivation to meditation. Oh, my goodness. Then he went to this area, and my head was going, ooh, ooh, ooh. He went into imagination, the creative force of imagination. Going, and what's our destination? Confidence. See, I'm, I'm goal-oriented. That's, that's all I want to know is where we're going. That's for me. Everybody doesn't have to have that. You know, you can just ride the roller coaster. When I get on the roller coaster, I really want to know when is it over? When does it end? Because it's jerking and taking me here and there. I, I, I can't wait to see the finish. Because this is the year of confidence. What do I need to walk in this? So now he's in imagination. He said that education alone stifles and robs us. And yes, we have graduates and we'll be celebrating graduates and we're really excited for Jonathan, Jonathan Russ, who just graduated from Morehouse, and all our graduates will be taking care of them in June. But Pastor said that having an education alone, it robs of us, us of our creativity. It takes away our imagination. To confirm that, I was at um, Ramaya's graduation, one of my daughters, when she was in a bachelor's program, and I've never forgotten that. And the professor got, in a, got up. He was a, uh, a keynote speaker for her graduation at UMKC. And he spoke to all the graduates, and he had all this, he had this very, very long uh, resume of all of the great things he had done. But particularly, he was very sound in the area of mathematics, and he had done some great works in mathematics. I didn't, don't know his name, but I remember what he said. He said to the college graduates at UMKC that, that graduation day, he said, yes, you've gotten your degrees, and yes, you're representing your colleges, and your parents are very proud, and the place is full of everyone around you, and you've worked really hard, and you've completed hours upon hours of learning. He said, but the one thing I want you to do after graduation is to go home and get out a blank sheet of paper and just dream. So he just took four years of all of what I have done, I, all of what, all those hours, this diploma. He said, because, he said, turn off your phones, turn off your technology, turn off anything, your television, and get a blank sheet of paper to college graduates. There were doctorate degrees there. There were master degrees there. He said, and just dream. Our pastor said that education puts you in a box, and it keeps you there. It keeps you coming back. He said it this way. I'll say it in my transition. He says you get an education, and it just pay enough, pay you enough to keep you coming back to work. And the professor puts you in that box. He also said that religion, religion in itself, likes attention. So people do things out of church, in church, out of a learned behavior, 
because it likes attention. And, you know, Jesus has said, if you're going to pray, you're praying with vain repetitions because you just really want to get man's attention. You've, gotten your, you've already gotten your answer. But then what does God say? God looks at the heart. And in the heart, God says, you can just do all things if you just let me help you. So then we finally get to last Sunday was another journey to confidence, new members class, and then he had alignment for your assignment. I said, oh, my goodness, now I got to get an alignment for my assignment as I imagine, as I meditate, as I cultivate. Oh, my goodness, I have so much work to do. That's what I said to me. So that's where I've been. I've been in the word. But we're going to go back to that alignment for assignment because he spoke about a group of people. And we're going to go to Genesis 9. Let's go there. There was this group of people, Genesis 11. Genesis 11, verses 1 through 9. He talked about a group of people who were building the Tower of Babel. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know the story. No, you don't know this story. Oh, yeah, I know the story of the Tower of Babel. No, you don't know the story. Because we're on our journey to confidence. So at one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language, Genesis 11, verse 1 through 9, and they used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone, and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing, say nothing, nothing they set out to do will be impossible. Say impossible. For them, come, 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 let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel, and they stopped, and where the, that is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. Well, there's some principles that we're going to learn from a group of people that God wasn't pleased with. He had just sent a flood, but guess what? The flood that he sent for Noah was 700 years before this time. So Noah, Noah's in, we know Sodom and Gomorrah, right? There was a lot of sin going on, and God was displeased with his people. All of this is in Genesis. This is the first book of the Bible. We've got 65 more books to get to. All this happened in the first book. You're talking about a series, and I'm on Netflix. You're talking about a series? This is just Genesis. He makes the earth. Adam and Eve blows it up in the first three, verse, first three chapters. It's over. They're kicked out. Series number one. Then we move on. They have a son. The sons act up. The brother kills the other brother. Series number two. Come on with Netflix. Come on, you with me. So, so I had to ask. I asked the questions too, Minister Mignon. We must ask of the text. Well, how long ago was the flood in the Babel? How long was it between the flood and the Tower of Babel? 700 years that transpired. A man lived a very long time then. 
So 700 years had passed, and so now they all had one, they had one language. They all had one language. Everybody spoke the same language. So in this case, let's focus on a few key points. Number one, the people spoke the same language. Number two, they were in one place. They began to speak the same thing. So they said, so let us, let us build this. Let us build this tower. Let us build this tower to heaven so we can reach heaven. Number four, the plan grew. And somebody said, oh, we're going to, first of all, let's, let's make the bricks. Because they spoke the same language, nobody, well, why you want to make bricks? What, maybe we could make something else. It was, no, it was no division. Let us make the bricks. Okay, and then someone said, oh, yeah, we can build a tower. Still agreement, right? So we, could, we can build a tower. Still agreement. Say agreement. Then another group said, oh, so we can be famous. No division, because they spoke the same thing. Nobody refuted anything. Well, why do you want to be famous? Who said we got to be famous? I don't want to be famous. Well, why do you want to be famous? Everybody was saying the same thing. We all want to be famous, so they had agreement. Look how powerful this is. We're not talking about what made, made the visitation. We're talk, I want you to look at the power of communication. We've talked about cultivation, imagination. We've talked about... Uh, meditation, we're going to talk about communication because communication will get you to your, de to your destination of confidence, but we got to be all saying the same thing. So this is the next step. Is now, now that you've done all of those other prerequisites to get to this place, what are you saying? And is everybody around you saying the same thing? And these people were all saying the same thing. They were in one place. They are with one mind, and they had one vision, and they just kept adding on to this vision. Oh, we can build it to the heavens. And nobody argued. So they went to building. Say, question, please. How long did they take to build this Tower of Babel? Because I asked of the text. 107 years. They were in agreement. They were in one place. They were of one mind. And they had one mission. And it took them 107 years before they got a visitation from God. Now tell me that's not grace. God didn't show up until 107 years later. Because it looks like they're coming up here. God said they're coming up here. Hold up. We're going to get a visitation. They're coming up here where we are. Come on, we need to go down and meet them. So he got the Holy Ghost. He got Jesus' the son say, we need to go visit these people because they, nothing's going to be impossible if they get up here with us. Where are you trying to go? What you been trying to build these last 10 years? How much opposition have you fought in your own home? So the husband said, well, I got this from the Lord. Pastor said, I heard from God, too. Because you come to, to the church, you come to the house of God to get three things. Information, that's in the other remedial classes. So you got to go take the class. Information, I'm going to give you the answer for this one. Just fill in the blank. Information, confirmation, or revelation. 
That's why you come to church. Now, you get fellowship on the other side. It doesn't end in T-I-O-N, so it didn't fit, so I didn't want to use it. But you come to church to get information, to get confirmation, to get revelation. 107 years, they all said the same thing. And they were all working on the same project. Well, it's taking us so long. Why it's taking us so long? Y'all didn't build that tower yet? Girl, keep making bricks. Just make the bricks. Just make the bricks. They need more bricks down here. We need more bricks. God, the Heavenly Father, the Trinity said, they are coming up here. The people are united. The Word of God said, they are united. They are one. They are united. Get this, Revelation. They are united just like we are. Because we made them in our image. I made them like we did back in Genesis series one. Go back to episode number one. We told them we was going to make them just like us. We told them to be fruitful and multiply and dominate. We, we can't change our word. We can't take it back. We made, we made a being that's like us. We made them just like us. So now they like us and they unified like us. And they're doing what we can do. That, it's not wrong that they're doing it. It's just the motive of why they're doing it. The question is, why are you building? What are you building? In com- communication, what are you saying? And who's in agreement? I don't know what she's doing. I, that's what he said. I don't know what he's doing. That's the why. Girl, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the children. Mom and daddy said something. We don't know. We just said, just come on. Let's go to church on Sunday. We don't know. Mother-in-law said, girl, just, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I told you about marrying him anyway. The, his mama said, baby, you just obey God. That's his mama because that's her son. You just obey God. You are a man of God. I told you that when you was five years old. All that confusion. All that confusion. And it's 40 years and you haven't built a thing. And it's 50 years and you haven't built a thing. Guess what? This was not Noah building this this tower. So I asked of the text, who was the main person leading this tribe to build this tower? Guess who it was? Say question, please. Say answer, please. Because you're going to fill in the blank. It was Nimrod, Noah's, one of Noah's grandsons. In the family. Nimrod said, oh, there's never going to be another flood. They killed off all our family. We're going to make our own name great. We're going to be famous. We're going to build this tower, tower to, to the heavens. He's not going to blindside us again and send us a flood. It's in your own house. Your division is in your house. You don't have to look far. It's not out the gate. It's not in the backyard. It's not across the street. And it's not in the, your church. It's in your house because that's where you're telling all your business. And everybody's not in agreement. I told you we're going to look at the story, but we're going to look at the story. And I told you, you don't know this story. Didn't I tell you that? It was his grandson who who thought he was going to defy God. Say one more piece. God wanted them. They were in total disobedience. And it, they only God wanted them to scatter abroad. God wanted them to take the one language and scatter abroad. 
He wanted them to go abroad because they had come out of the ark. It's been 700 years. Okay, it's time for you to go into all the outer plains, go into all the earth. Go to episode one of Genesis. Replenish the earth. Dominate. Go out into the earth. Don't stay in Kansas City. Don't stay in one place. Go into the highways and byways. Be it then the come. Go and win souls. Go into the uttermost parts of the world. Go into Samaria. Be a witness. Can you just be a witness of me? They did not want to scatter abroad. They said, we're going to build this tower so we don't have to go. We don't have to leave. We don't have to scatter abroad. And God told them to leave. Don't stay here. There's a whole world out there. I need, I need my gospel. I need, I need you to be my light all over the world. But they wanted to stay right there. These principles, nine principles before we get the visitation. One, the people spoke the same language. Say the people spoke the same language. Number two, they were in one place. Number three, they began to speak the same thing. Open your mouths and be obedient. Number four, the plan grew, and so did the agreement. Number five, they were of the same mindset. Number five, they all wanted the same outcome. And there was no division among them. And number eight, and they did not want to be separated or scattered abroad. Number nine, they got the attention of the Godhead, and it required a visitation. Now, let's talk about your family building something in agreement. Let's look at these same nine principles. Number one. Say, my family and I speak the same language. We are in one place. We all speak the same thing. Our plan will grow and so will our agreement. We are of one mind. We all want the same outcome. There's no division among us. And we do not want to be separated or scattered. And God will visit. Now you can walk in confidence. Because now you got the power of agreement when two or three walk together. So they meet somebody else in your family. Y'all still building that house? Isn't it about 30 years? That's right. We're still building the house. Y'all still got the dry cleaners? Y'all still? Yeah, that's right. We still got the dry cleaners. That's your great-grandchild. Yeah, we still got the grand, We still got the dry cleaners. Yeah, we still got it. Same mind. Another generation. Y'all still over there on 4,400? No, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Pastor Hal, he, he's going on with the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his great-grandson got the, yeah, they got the ministry. Help name still, yes. Yeah, really? My, one mindset. Oh, you all own all that property up there? Oh, I, I heard you all bought that whole strip mall, your family. And y'all got all, y'all own that whole complex over there. This is 70 years from now. Oh, yeah, my family, we, we purchased that way back in uh, 2000, uh, somewhere in 22, 
We heard a message on one mind said, and grandfather sat us all down and said, for years to come, this, this is going to be our land. Yeah, that's our land because, you know, God came to give us our land. Yeah, 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 we heard the story. They just passed it on. Yeah, that's our land. Yeah, we own all that. Say all that. We uh, say we own all that. That university, I heard you all were the first African-American university. You all started that university over there in, in, the, in Kansas City because they didn't have any. So you started your own HBCU. Yeah, yeah, that, that's our whole family because we're a whole family of educators. Yeah, we started that. That's us. That whole campus. Yeah, it started way back somewhere in 2022, like about 80, 90 years ago. Yeah, that, that's way back then. They, they said they had something called cell phones, and they said they had, they had, you just got to look at this, something called cell phones and, and CDs and pot, pot. I don't know. We don't use those today. But you got to go back and, you know, they got some old devices you can look at, yeah, because, you know, you can just pull it up on the screen, but you got to go back to some of that old, yeah, that's us. We own that whole campus. Because you're trying to get it in your time. You're just looking at your life. You're just looking at the time you have on the earth. See, Noah got it started. Noah got him out of Sodom. Noah did his part. He got his family out of Sodom. He heard about the flood. He heard about COVID. He, he rescued his family. God spoke to Noah and said, get Harvest Church out of there. You're not going to lose not one of them. Get them on the ark, Harvest Church. And you're not going to lose not one of them. They might come kicking and screaming, but get every family on the ark. Pray for them, Noah. And their children and their children's children. And you're not going to lose not one of them. And the people came and we were one mind. We were in one place at 4300 North Corinth. We spoke the same thing. We were united. There was no division among us. We wanted the same outcome. We wanted to live. And we got a visitation. And God breathed. No death angel here. The people down there, they're like us. They're all united. Look down there. Look down there. The people all united. They are one mind down there on 4300. Topeka and God breathe. They are one mind. They are one mind. They're just like us. They're replenishing the earth. They're all the way in St. Joe. They're scattered abroad and God breathe. You deserve a visitation. But you got to get in confidence. You got to get in communication. You got to get in meditation. You got to get in cultivation. You got to get in imagination. You got to get in position. You got to get everybody around you because you deserve a visitation. And then you're going to say, and God breathe. And God breathe. One of you got to rise up. Somebody got to rise up and somebody got to speak. And then everybody else got to shut up. Somebody's got to speak and somebody got to shut up. Just agree. You don't have to understand it. 
Five types of communication, verbal, nonverbal, written communication, listening, visual communication. That's standard. You can get that out on anybody's university. Google it. Five kinds of communication. I want you to get a revelation that God wants to visit you and visit your dream and visit your plan. And God wants to breathe on it if you just will be still and write it down. Back Communication, written communication, write the vision, make it plain, 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 so that whoever reads it, you read Genesis 1, that's a vision. Somebody wrote it, God men, godly men breathed and wrote Genesis 1. We know, then we got to Genesis 9. Then we know about the flood and 700 years passed. Somebody just kept breathing and breathing and breathing. So write your vision. Get your memoirs out. Write your story. Leave it somewhere where somebody in your family can read it. And they can run with it. Put together. You're in your 60s. Start writing your vision. You're in your 50s. Write it down. Get all your little pieces of paper that God has set. I'm sorry for saying little pieces of paper. Get all your big pieces of paper together and your vision and put it together and write it down so you can pass it on. Tell your story. Keep telling it to your children. It did my heart super good. I didn't know this until yesterday. As my four-year-old granddaughter graduated from preschool to him, Edwards did an interview with him. What do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, I want to be a teacher. I almost, I was there. I was all in that. I didn't know that. I had no clue. She said, I want to be a teacher. She said, she's going to follow in the footsteps of her nan. I looked through it in the last six children, the generation before her. Where is it? Who's got this mantle? That youngest one, he has it. I've talked to him. He, we talk so much. I said, get in the car. Drive home. Drive. We're going to talk in the car. I can't talk. We stand in the hallway. We stand by the car. We're still talking about the school. I said, he's standing outside the car. I'm in the Get in the car. We're going to talk on the way home. Then he gets home. I said, all right, I'm home. We're not going to talk about work today. Mother's Day, we're not talking about work today. We're not talking about the school. We're not talking about administration because you have two gifts. You have the gift of administration. You have the gift of teaching. And I'm waiting until you tip on over the scale and you get the word of God like your dad's got. Then we're really not going to get rid of you. But you got it. And this little girl told me, we was, we was doing an artwork at home. She said, I have, she said, I have many teachers. I said, you do? She said, yes, you're my teacher. She started with me. You're my art teacher. Uncle Johnny's my, pe my gym teacher at the Harvest Christian. She's at the Harvest Christian gym. At the Harvest Christian gym. She calls it the Harvest Christian gym. Gymnasium. Uncle Johnny is my, my, my PE teacher at the Harvest Christian gymnasium. I said, he is. Guess what happened? I was the first career. Teacher was one of the first careers that kids are introduced to next to their doctor. And I, saw, I heard that. I was like, generations. Yes. They're in here. They're in your family. Your gifts are flowing throughout your family. Bring them together. Sit them down. And then talk to them. And use these nine principles. And don't back away. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you hear because somebody is listening. One generation, somebody's going to get it. Don't be, don't be discouraged by who looks like they're not listening, but somebody's listening. 
My second oldest came by last night, and he and I, you know, we got our hug and love time. I couldn't get to see him for Mother's Day. He wasn't feeling good, so we had our little time. And he said, well, where's Dad? I said, he's watching the game, and he saw I had books scattered everywhere. I said, well, I have the service tomorrow. He said, well, Mom, I'm not going to disturb you any longer. That's because he knew the importance of Saturday night. He knew our house at 4 o'clock. We didn't see Dad. Whatever we were going to do on Saturdays, we better do it before 4 o'clock because Dad's going away. And we'll see him Sunday morning. And so he said, well, I'm going to go sit with Dad. So he went and sat with Dad. I came back in, showered and all, and he was still there. And I was getting ready to wash the last of the dishes. He said, Mom, let me do that so you can go and rest. So he washed the dishes, and I went, I kissed him, and I went to bed. That's what he witnessed all his life. The home was, that's respected. They're preparing for the word tomorrow. I can't disturb them. So one of my parents I can talk to, the other one, I need to give them that because they're, they're going to bring a word for you. For you. That didn't just happen. That happened when they were here, when they watched Daddy step away and leave us all to prepare for you, to feed you, to groom you, to bring us all to this day. Your children are watching you. They know you. They know you well. They, know you. they can mimic you. If you give them the total freedom, they can do you. But do they know what your family is called to do? They can do you, but what are you doing? That's your question. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach. 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.